Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The following podcast is going to contain spoilers along with me, just a regular guy, talking about all the things I love, such as comics, movies, television, music, and books. So yeah, proceed at your own risk. Welcome to another episode of Just Another Fanboy. Did that sound at all dramatic? Because I didn't know what I was going for until I was just right in there. What up, folks? It's Steven. I'm your host, the host with the most. I don't brag or boast when I'm making toast on the coast with Pac-Man's ghost. I like to write rhymes all the times with the limes of the crimes. Oh, okay, I'll stop. I'm sorry. I apologize. So, hey, it's Thursday, right? And they got this thing. I see it every once in a while on the Twitters, on the tweeters. Them young kids out there, they do this thing, hashtag throwback Thursday. And I guess, based on my hours of research, throwback Thursday is a thing where you present something from the past. And it feels like, I feel like when folks do this out there on the tweet thing, the tweet deck, the Twitter fantastic, the tweet fantastic, Twitter McBitter, that they treat the throwback Thursday as a great thing. Like, hey, look at this from uh, 10 years ago. Isn't this ooh, throwback Thursday nostalgia? Let's have some fun and think about our past and how old we are and how much closer to dying that we are because of this. To me, it feels like I, th- I would think throwback. You know, ugh, throw that back. That sucks. Get it out of here. Throw it back. Throw it back. That's what it, that's that's my disgusted voice. I'm disgusted. But I'm going to give this uh whole throwback Thursday thing a chance. I'm going to give it a try. I'm going to I'm going to try some throwback Thursday. I'm going to throw back a gallon of milk and talk to you today about the incredible Hulk issue number 340 going all the way back to February of 1988. This was written by Peter David with art by Todd McFarlane. Rick Parker was on the letters. 
Petra Scotees on colors. Bob Harris was our editor, and Tom DeFalco was our editor-in-chief. This issue was entitled Vicious Circle. So this issue is, um, while the story itself isn't iconic, I read the story and I thought, oh yeah, I remember this. But the cover is one, it's an iconic cover. You see it a lot. People have have uh, redone it over and over. And it's Wolverine on the front with his claws front and center. And reflected within those claws is the Hulk. For you youngins who may not be in the know, Wolverine's first appearance way back in the, in the, in the yesteryear. Don't ask me for dates because I don't have them for you. But way back in the days of yore, Wolverine's first appearance was in The Incredible Hulk. So this is kind of a, hey, remember when Wolverine first showed up in The Incredible Hulk? He was a, just a tad bit lame, wasn't he? And then the dude on X-Men put him in X-Men and made him awesome. That's, that's kind of, people didn't think that. I mean, they might have. I don't know. So let me catch you up a little bit on where we're at with the Hulk right now. Because I've been reading, this is in volume two of the Peter David Visionaries trade paperbacks for the Hulk. And I have much good feelings about Peter David's run on the Hulk. I was front and center. I was hip deep. I was down in them trenches reading those stories. So I'm having a lot of fun revisiting them. The Hulk is in this period right now where in an effort to try to cure Bruce Banner, separate the Hulk from Bruce Banner, all this crazy stuff that they are trying to do, every time they try to fix Bruce Banner, crazy crap happens. And what happened here is he's reverted back to the original gray Hulk. He only transforms at night. So he's Bruce Banner by day. He's the Hulk by night. The gray Hulk, while not as strong and powerful as the green savage Hulk, he does have more brains. He is a, uh, he's not, he's not a genius like Bruce Banner, but he's basically, he's a brawler. He's just a tough guy, but he's, practically as strong as the Green Hulk. He eventually becomes a character for a bit called Joe Fixit, who lives in Las Vegas and is like a bruiser for a, for a mob boss. So that tells you who the Gray Hulk is. He's, he's kind of a jerk. He gets angry easy, easily, easily, just like the Hulk does. And uh, yeah, don't make him angry. You won't like him when he's angry because not only will he beat you up, he will call you names at the same time. He won't just be going, Hulk smash, puny man make Hulk mad. He'll be like, I am going to kick your freaking butt from here to San Francisco. If you don't shut your stupid mouth, I'm going to rip you in half and I'm going to take half of you and stick it in the other half. What do you think about that? And you know what? Those are threats you can believe because he would do it. He can do it. He would do it. That's who the Hulk is. All right, so... S.H.I.E.L.D. has taken charge of Gamma Base. They've been trying to, to, to get the Hulk. Rick Jones finds out that they are still, that the government is still trying to create Gamma Bombs, which is what originally created the Hulk. And he and one of the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents, Clay Quartermain, uh, along with Bruce Banner, they escape the clutches of S.H.I.E.L.D. Clay blows up Gamma Base and they steal this high-tech S.H.I.E.L.D. van and they go off and now they're on the road. Rick convinces the Hulk, 
one night when when Bruce changes, Rick convinces him to to come along with them and help them out to try to stop the government from creating these gamma bombs. And the Hulk decides he's going to come along with them. So this issue takes place in the middle of a snowstorm. They are kind of stuck in this van at night. Snow's coming down. It's a blizzard. The Hulk wants out. He's hungry. He's cranky. Rick's trying to talk him into staying with them. Clay says, you know what? Maybe some air will do us some good. And he opens up the door and the Hulk leaves. And Rick's like, are you crazy? What if he leaves and never comes back? And Clay's like, what if he uh, decides not to listen to us and kills us? So just so he can go out and get something to eat. Yeah, good point, Clay. Good point. In the meantime, up above them in the air are the X-Men in their Blackbird. Wolverine at this point is the leader of the X-Men. With him are Rogue, Havoc, Psylocke, Longshot, and Dazzler. The rest of them don't really matter. They're, they're, They're in the book for just a little bit. They are needing to land. They are off trying to find Forge so he can help Storm. It's this whole X-Men thing. And the Hulk, leaping through the air, misses, narrowly, av- narrowly avoids hitting, the, hitting the, the Blackbird. He misses him. But instead, he slams into another jet because they're, they're above uh, Dulles Airport. And he ruins their engine. And Wolverine says, okay, we have to save this plane. Rogue, I want you to go out and rip that engine off of the, 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 the jet the big jetliner, and then help it land. And she says, well, if I, if I do that, the engine could land on somebody down below. And he says, yes, that's a possibility, but there are hundreds of people on that plane and they could all die if you don't help them. Just aim for, aim for some land below you where you don't see a lot of lights. That's either going to be a lake or it's going to be a field out in the middle of nowhere and hopefully there will be no one around. So she rips the thing off of the plane, she throws it, and guess who it lands on? The Hulk. So he's pretty angry about that. Well, he ends up finding like a big food truck and he busts into it and he's eating food. And um, Wolverine, in the meantime, he's investigating. He's checking out this this airliner that that uh, they saved and he can smell. He can with his heightened senses. He can pick up the scent of the Hulk, but it's a little different. He doesn't know what it is, but it's a little different because the Hulk has just It's just been recently that he's gone gray, and not everybody knows about that yet. Though X-Factor did, because they were in a few issues ago, so I don't, apparently X-Factor and the X-Men don't really talk. But he ends up tracking down the Hulk. No, he doesn't track him down. He's, basically, he's doing some investigating, and the, the Hulk finds him and attacks, and Wolverine slices him across the chest, and... The Hulk's like, you know, I'm going to I'm going to freaking kill you for that. What you did. And Wolverine says, you know what? No, never mind. Let's not fight. I used to be a savage berserker, but I'm not like that anymore. I'm not the savage animal Wolverine anymore. I am a I am a human being. I am civilized now, Mr. Hulk. So we are not going to fight. Well, the Hulk keeps pushing him and pushing him and pushing him. And then finally he goes berserk and they fight until Clay and Rick show up and they fire a freaking bazooka between them. And Clay's like, you should be ashamed of yourselves. What is wrong with you? Come on, Hulk. You're supposed to be smart now. You keep telling us how you're smart now. You're not stupid. 
Well, then be smart. If we could find you, S.H.I.E.L.D. can find you. What if they find you when you're not the Hulk? What if you're Bruce Banner? What is going to happen at that point? And Wolverine, for shame, for shame. Look at all this destruction. You could have hurt people. And Wolverine's like, you know what? You're right. I apologize. And he leaves. And uh, that's about it, other than the fact that they keep putting the, they put these little things in there with a woman narrating as she's staring into a snow globe. And we find out at the end that that's Betty because Betty has left. She's left Bruce and she's now living with her man, her boyfriend, Ramon. And I don't, he came out of the John Byrne run just like freaking out of left field. It was really kind of strange. This guy that Betty would be with him, it just seemed really weird. It seemed out of place for Betty. Not that there's anything wrong with Ramon. I think Ramon is like the polar opposite of Bruce Banner, and maybe that's why she's with him. But she's very upset, and she throws the snow globe to the ground, and it cracks open, and she has a moment of, you know, weakness, and she collapses next to the bed, and, oh, woe is me! What have I done? And that's how the issue ends. So, going back and reading it again, for the, I don't know, probably the third time since it's come out. You look at that cover and you're like, oh yeah, Wolverine and the Hulk, they're going to get down. And while they do fight in the issue, it's not, it's just not that great. It's not, it's not as great as I remember it being. Uh, The art is pretty good. Todd McFarlane has not quite reached that Todd McFarlane peak just yet. I I have also recently been reading, well, I've read the first issue of his Spider-Man run when he, when they give him that title, they say, hey, Todd McFarlane, how about you do Spider-Man? Here you go. Bam. We're just going to create this title for you. And the thing about Todd McFarlane is when he draws characters like the Hulk or when he draws superheroes that have their masks on so you can't really see their faces, his art is just great. He's He's really good at anything that is not a typical human because his human facial features are just weird looking. I think that's just me. He's definitely an artist that you can pick out. Oh, that's Todd McFarlane. That's Todd McFarlane art. And it's, it's really quite drastic as you, as you're reading, because I, I, you know, I, I was looking ahead. That's what I do. And you go from Todd McFarlane to the next guy. Actually, it's really weird. I have to say this. Because I feel like this happened three times in Todd McFarlane's career. So he's on Incredible Hulk, and there's, there's at least one issue where Eric Larson comes on board before then it's handed over to the next guy. He's on Amazing Spider-Man, and when he leaves Amazing, Amazing Spider-Man, I'm pretty sure that it's Eric Larson that takes over. And then when he's on Spider-Man, when he leaves Spider-Man, I'm fairly certain that Eric Larson takes over. I think that's kind of weird. And for a long time, I didn't like Eric Larson because I felt like every time Todd McFarlane left a book, Eric Larson came on board as if Marvel was saying, all right, uh, you're not getting Todd McFarlane anymore, but here's the next best thing. Here's Eric Larson. And I would think he looks he looks like he's trying to be Todd McFarlane, but he can't. He's not Todd McFarlane. And I have long, long, long ago since gotten over that. I I I don't read any Eric Larson stuff anymore, but I used to be a really big fan of Eric Larson's art. Anyway, I found that kind of odd, but there's quite the drastic change from Todd McFarlane's Hulk to uh Jeff Purvis. I can't remember that guy's name, um, who comes on later. 
and he's he he's the he's the artist when we established Joe Fix It. But with Todd McFarlane's Hulk, basically he's like he's like the Green Hulk. He's more he's he's almost square shaped. He's almost more wide than he is tall, and he's just giant, bulky, hugely muscled. Whereas when the next guy takes over, he's he's uh he's not that big. He's not that grotesque. He's not that wide. And it's a weird change. It's a weird switch in art style. But this is your throwback for Thursday, February 1988. A classic Todd McFarlane, Peter David Hulk issue. I'm not quite sure how I feel about Peter David's run so far on the Hulk. I mean, I've read these before. I read them as they were coming out. I know that eventually Dale Keown will come on. And that's when I really... I feel like at some point I stopped reading the Hulk and came back when Dale Keown came on board and I was just, holy crap, look look at this art. And then I went back during that time period and I collected the back issues. So again, I've read this. I was there when it was all coming out and I, I remember this stuff fondly. But right now going back and reading the, the whole first volume of, of Peter David's run was okay. And so far I'm only one issue into the second volume of Peter David's run and it's still just okay. And the next issue, issue number 341, it says at the end of 340 it's like next issue man bull. And you I look for I looked at the, at the cover and there's the Hulk wrestling with a dude that has horns coming uh horns coming out of the side of his head and it looks a little silly. But Todd McFarlane was the man back then. This is where he this is where he became Todd McFarlane was on the Hulk. And if I remember the history correctly, he went from the Hulk to Amazing Spider-Man. He went from Amazing Spider-Man to Spider-Man. And then he went from Spider-Man to Image Comics and Spawn. And that's where he's been ever since. Well, I hope you enjoyed the episode more than I enjoyed the issue. I didn't hate it. I was just underwhelmed by it. It was fun and yet head scratching and yet kind of eh at the same time. So until next time... Well, until tomorrow, which will be Friday, and maybe I'll sing you another song. This is Steven, and I'm just another fanboy. You know what? I think we should try to be nice to each other. You think we could do that? Let's just be nice to the people out there. Let's do that. Let's pick one person a day, and let's just be nice to them, even if it's just once. Now, that doesn't mean you can be mean to everybody else. You know what? Just forget what I'm saying and just be nice to people. I'm out. Just Another Fanboy is a presentation of the Stephen or Else podcast. Questions and comments can be directed to feedback at stephenorelse.com. You can support the show for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash stephenrorr and get instant access to the My Other Podcast podcast, a weekly show about whatever crawls its way into my tiny little mind just moments before I tap record. You can find me on the World Wide Web at stephenorelse.com or find me on Twitter and Instagram by searching for at Stephen or else. I also encourage you to subscribe to the show, leave us a five-star review, and share this episode with a friend. Just Another Fanboy is a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. You can find that over at comicspodcasts.com. All links will be in the show notes.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park 